Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Money Making Conversations. That's right. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is a, a a true leader in the balanced life category. Uh, she's the owner instructor of a Sugar Glider Kitchen, a baking school in Hartford, Vermont. She lives in a small farm. She lives on a small farm with her husband, two dogs, two cats, and chickens. I love the chicken part. 
Uh, she bakes and cooks from the bounty of her property. She's the author of Bake It Like You Mean It, which I love. Leave, let Them Eat Cake, My Life from Scratch, Sugar Baby, and Pie and Pie It Forward. And has been featured in Better Homes and Garden, People Magazine, Us, Yankee Magazine, and InStyle Magazine, just to name a few. She appears regular on, regularly on the Today Show and the talk. And she's the host of Food Network's Baked in Vermont. She lives in Hartford, Vermont. I just got back from there. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Jacina Bullock Prado. Thank you for having me. I was correct on everything, right? I, I was really yeah. Cool. You were you did great. You did great, and it's so nice to talk to a fellow baker. It well, makes I'm, me, I'm, it I'm, makes my heart happy. Now you you okay? Like you know, let's let's get this right, okay? Fellow baker, you're being nice. You are like the LeBron of baking, okay? <laughs> Rashawn McDonald is like a high first round draft pick, okay? Don't, you know, told I know the game. I can dribble. I can dunk. Still, you know, I have an up and down game here and there. But you are the LeBron. So let's get that straight, okay? Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm blessing. Well, you should be because of the fact that, first of all, I read your book. And let me get a little history about me, Rashawn McDonald. I, I'm, I'm, I, my wife always complains. She said, anything I do, I, I'm good at. Okay, in 2012, I was pranked on a talk show that I co-created with Steve Harvey to bake a cake. And I wound up baking three cakes. And that's 2012. And I launched into a baking career, never baking anything prior to that. I have an app. You're a natural. You are a natural. natural. There are people who just have a knack for it. It's it's in your blood. You have butter in your blood. Absolutely. That's why it's great that I met you finally. Because, see, see, being natural means that I'm just in the kitchen. I do everything. Uh, I'm, everything's measured. I'm not like my, my mom. You know, she just goes in there, just pick up some sugar in her hand, just throw it in there going, really, mom? Really? Or was that a half a cup or a cup? <laughs> baby, baby, don't be bothering me. I'm cooking. I'm baking. Okay? And so so when I read your book, and I'm, I'm recommending this book, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I want your your team to send me a uh, a social media post so I can put on all my social media. It's called you got it. Fantastical Cakes. Okay, and it's 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 one of these books that you can put on your coffee table if you want to. Okay, because the pictures are amazing, the book cover is amazing, but when you open the book, she changed my life. Okay. Oh. You changed my life. Oh, you know, for me, cake does. I mean, it might sound really silly and superficial, but cake and and baked goods can really change lives. And, uh, you know, you being a natural, you know how it feels to you to bake. Because for people who, who love to bake, it is meditative. It is so crucial, especially when you feel like life and the world isn't kind of going the, in the right way right. or on the right path. Right. You can find time in your kitchen to create an environment where you find happiness and your own meditative space. And baking does that for me. I'm sure it does it for you. But... The finished product, too, if once you give it to someone with all your heart and your soul put into it, it can change someone else's life because you don't eat a ham sandwich for a wedding. You right. eat the wedding cake, right? That's the big thing. Same <laughs> anniversaries. It, you know, now they're making divorce cakes, whatever. But it, it is one of those things that you need that cake to know that this is a moment of, of great celebration. And to me, that could be any day. That could be every day. It should be. But. You know, and then I've had customers when I did have a pastry shop mm-hmm. who had memories, like when how you said your mom baked, 
right. or how she bakes is that there's some people who they're like, I, I, I miss my mom. She made this thing. She did exactly what your mom does mm-hmm. that she didn't measure. And they're like, I need this back in my life because I miss her so much. Mm-hmm. And being able to have that in my life again will recall her memory. Mm-hmm. And being the baker who can recreate those memories for someone mm-hmm. is such a special thing. It's like it is, it is the gift God gave me to be mm-hmm. able to create things that bring back memories for people and thank you for doing that and thank you um, we're going to talk about it later because i got two breaks with you about you making that transition and, and following your path your, your blessing and that's what you're doing in your life yeah. you're living your blessing here but let's talk about the book here and why Rashawn is uh, so passionate about the book see i just i just bought a new oven i had a, 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 a wolf oven okay and um and i automatically assumed that when I, it was brand new. It was only three weeks yeah. old. Okay, so this is a good conversation with me. I know where this me. is going. Okay, I know and where so this is going. I put, I, you know, I got a bottom and top because I bake all the time. Every Tuesday, I bake six desserts for my staff in my Atlanta in my Atlanta office. I'm just telling you how often I you're, bake. Okay, so I you're bake, a good man. You're an angel. <laughs> and so, and so I, I, I put it on 350 or 375 or 400, but I noticed <laughs> it was something off with yeah. the, with the heat. And so I yeah. wrote it out. I wrote it out. And then I opened her book and she said, dummy. She might have well just said that to me. Dummy, don't trust the others. I didn't, say dummy. I didn't no, no, say dummy. She might have well said that to me because I was. <laughs> I trusted the system. She said, look, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but the most necessary implement in your baking arsenal is probably not being truthful. She's talking about the oven. Your oven is lying to you. Okay, fine. There are some ovens that are true. That hold temperature properly, but there's a rare oven indeed. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's so unfair. It's cruel, right? Because you can't bake without that stupid oven. And then one of the things that people complain the most about in recipes is that, it, like, it took me 20 minutes longer than it said in the recipe. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. because your oven is a big, fat liar. Mm-hmm. Your oven is a liar. <laughs> and so everyone knows it. Everyone who has an oven, eaten, whether it's a wolf, which is one of the best ovens in the world, yes. or it's just, you know, the tatty thing that you got from your grandma that, mm-hmm. you know, barely works. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes those actually work better. Absolutely. It, they're big, fat liars, those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Liars. And so, and so so that's the beauty of that. So now she so so... At the very beginning, she gives you structure and rules to play by in the baking business. That's what I really was found fascinating about this book. Because, you know, the average baking or cookbook, they just start, you start baking. Start baking. And so, but there are rules you have to play by. And you have to understand flour is different. Tools of of the trade you have to have working there. And I want to talk about something that, that the, the freezing of cakes the, you, like you, yeah. in your refrigerator, you say, Rashawn, you look at my refrigerator. She didn't say that to me, but a book says that. That Rashawn, if you look at my refrigerator, I always have layers of cake just frozen, ready to be served. See, yeah. uh, in my mind, I, I, when you say that, I go, okay, it's frozen. When do you unthaw it? Is it stale? See, see, I'm, I'm freaking out right there. So walk me through that whole process, okay? Well, first off, in freezing many layer cakes, you improve the texture of it because when you cut into the cake and you look to the side of it, what you're seeing is called crumb. Mm -hmm. And when you freeze that cake, once it has come to room temperature, oftentimes it tightens in a really nice way. This is awesome. Um, I'm on the phone with uh, Jacina, right? Jacina Bullock. Jacina, yeah. Uh, And she's uh, author of the book 
fantastical cakes. You may have seen her on television, Today Show, The Talk. Um, she's amazing. And in regards to what she's doing for me as a, as a, as she says, I'm a natural baker. But any natural baker needs structure. The book gives a lot of really cool structure to what you should be aware of when you walk in the kitchen from the type of flour that you use, the type of non-stick pan versus stick pan, knowing that, hey, you know, you want your, your pan sometimes to stick so it can make sure the, 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 the layer that you cook stays to the edges and doesn't shrink. Little things like that that I didn't even know about that she just enlightens you about. And then the amazing dam that she talks about to be able to keep all of the icing that you put between the layers in place. It's a, you know, you, you wrote a book, I felt, for, for me, I think for a lot of people out there who who want to be, a, a, I think, a, a starter, it's a starter kit for baking because of the way you approach. Uh, my wife is going to laugh because she has King Arthur flour in our cabinet, and I never mess with it. I'm a gold medal guy. Okay, I don't mess with that flour. I don't mess with that flour. <laughs> and if you say you work for King Arthur, she's going to just, oh, when I walk through that door after this show, it's not going to be pretty. I'm just going to I'm gonna blame it on you. But I'm also going to blame the fact that I'm going to come up to Vermont, and we're going to spend a weekend uh, with you and have a great time and enjoying your school and just living a good part of life. And that's what I that was my big takeaway when I read the New York Times article about you and your husband mm-hmm. and and your life the 19 years. Yeah. And uh, it's a balanced life, and I respect you for that. And uh, I, hopefully you'll come back on my show because I feel I have, I would a, love to. I have, a, I have a friend. But also you're going to see me uh, more than likely. I'm going to just tell you, probably going to be January, MLK weekend. You know, because my show is on, my show, I'll be a repeat on that Monday. It allows me to travel that weekend. And so you're going to get a booking. And thank you for coming on my show. Don't forget, send me those banners. Fantastical Cakes is my book. Keep winning, everybody. With more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Yeah, we sort of stopped paying attention and racked up a lot of debt. Yeah, it was stressful. He blamed me for my credit card debt, and I blamed him for building that man cave. It's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, we stopped blaming each other, did our homework, and read that a smart way to consolidate debt is to get a fixed-rate loan. But getting a loan was brutal. And a time drain. So I was in my man cave researching personal loans, and I found Best Egg. They have an A-plus rating with a BBB, and Best Egg handles everything online, start to finish. And Consumer Affairs gave Best Egg five stars for their easy online loan app. And we could be approved and funded in as little as one business day. I applied online with no impact to my credit score. She always takes credit for my wins. <laughs> but long story short, she got an awesome loan, yeah. paid off our cards and some bills while lowering our monthly payment. The Best Egg loan was like a total fresh start. Yeah. Visit bestegg.com slash blue. BestEgg.com slash blue. Subject to credit approval. Actual rates, fees, and approval times will vary. Hi, this is Rushan McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rushan's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lala Anthony. We met, you know, you always say, Rushan, yes. uh, can you give me, can we talk? Can we talk? I, I mean, always talk to you about everything, <laughs> everything. And looking at you and Steve Harvey, you know, that motivated me too because I would see all the amazing things you guys were doing and not just being on the radio. I mm-hmm. felt like at that time and even now, mm-hmm. you know, people want to put people in boxes. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the incredible Nick Cannon. You're truly one of my mentors and one of the people that showed me that you can be more you know for a fact now that you're about to capture an audience that's going to have a spending power for at least another 20 years. To me, it's like my happiness has been valuable. 
Money doesn't make you happy, but happy makes you money. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com. tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hey, Rashawn McDonald, how you doing? My next guest, he's on the line. He called in early. I like when my guests call in early. That means they want to talk to Rashawn McDonald, which is really great. Money-Making Conversations is a growing brand and like to help guests like that who provide information. And my next guest is not only a resource, but he also can uh, help you uh, get the money right with your business. My next guest is the CEO of Commercial Loan Success, and their mission is to help small business owners, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors acquire successful commercial funding through their software, educational material, and other resources. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation the CEO of Commercial Loan Success, John Matheson. Well, good morning and happy Monday to everybody. Uh, what, what, what part of the country are you calling in from, John? I'm in lovely, sunny, ice-cold Connecticut today. Oh, Lordy, you you got the ice-cold part down, Pat. Now I, I really do. <laughs> I will say we're in the southeast, of course, and a, and a nice ice storm some, with some heavy snow has started to dominate this part of the country, so I can't point fingers like we're in warm country right now because we pretty much are, we're, we're, we're sisters and chill right now. Sisters and brothers well, and chill. give it a couple of weeks. Give it a couple <laughs> weeks. You'll be able to laugh out loud at me. <laughs> well, good. Well, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, and thanks for having me on. Well, thank you, because uh, my show, Money Making Conversations, is about providing information and also uh, extend the brands of individuals who come on my show about what they bring to the entrepreneurship community. And in my situation, what exactly, is, off the bat, I want to just say it, what exactly is commercial lending? So commercial lending is where you are um, securing money for your business or an investment property transaction. And in the investment property space, that usually means you're into an apartment building or you're into a commercial building that has over four units. Mm -hmm. And in regular commercial lending, where we go for a business loan, it might be to expand our business, a line of credit, equipment loan, cash flow, any purpose that we might take a business credit line to try to improve our business or take advantage of an opportunity. Okay, cool. Now, here's my, my, my wife. She's a retired optometrist. So yesterday we was talking, and uh, she said, uh, Rashad, I'm going I'm to I'm go back to Houston, and I'm going to open a business. I said, well, how are you going to fund it? She said, you. I go, nah. <laughs> I said, you, you, you got to get a loan. And the reason I said that, because I want to make sure she understands the ramifications of the, uh, the profit and loss report. So uh, my wife is listening, you know, and she's going to be mad at me because I'm putting her on Front Street. But uh, it's a good lesson because she came to me, and I probably could fund her loan because she's my wife. I'm going to help her, you know. But I felt from a business perspective that would be a mistake. What are your thoughts? Oh, let's have fun. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> All right. You're, you're going to love this. 
You're going to love this. Um, Let me tell you a quick story about how our software got started. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to connect this back to your wife Mm -hmm. and how you and her are going to be able to use software to determine whether or not her business idea is viable for Mm. you to lend lend into it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of us out there are either parents or assisting, you know, spouses and, you know, they come to you and they say, hey, invest in my business opportunity. Right. And you say, well, gee, how do I know I'm getting paid back? Right. And our software provides you with the ability to sanity check that idea before you ever lend to it as if you were a banker. Mm-hmm. But let's start from how I got into this. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like any other entrepreneur out there. I love some of the stuff I hear you say about how, you know, it, it, it didn't come easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put 30, $330 into my business when I started it in the late, the late eighties. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then, so you can imagine you grow from there and it gets funny because you get to be my age, mid fifties and you start to listen to the things that you've done in resume form. You go, gee, I've been around that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but along the way, I've been through three recessions. Mm. And primary business was was real estate development, and mm-hmm. in in that process, you can imagine when you're a real estate developer, you become very comfortable with borrowing millions of dollars from commercial banks or right. private lenders along right. the way. So, but in the in the process of that, those recessions change things a lot. Right. And the last recession, I was coming out of it. It was probably a few years removed from the 2008 scenario. Call it 2011 or 12. And I had a property that my bank wanted me to move off of their books because um, they were just changing portfolio distribution for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So I had about six months to do it before maturity. And I had been with this bank for like 14 years. I had a nice relationship there. So I started to call around to different banks and say, hey, I've got this awesome asset and Mm -hmm. I need to move it. And I'm getting, yeah, we're kind of good with what you're telling us, but we're not all that motivated (laughs) to do it, right? And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. I have a track record, perfect credit, this, that, you know, everything you need to get. How come I'm not getting warm fuzzies out there? So I start to do what any of us in the audience would do as an entrepreneur. I network to a resolution. Mm-hmm. And I find commercial realtors who who say to me, you got to call this guy Dan, who, who Dan, just to fast forward, is my partner now in commercial loan success. Right. So fast forward to Dan. He said, they said, Connect, contact Dan. If anybody can do it, he can. So I go to call Dan, and Dan's voicemail's full. And I'm like, well, isn't this great? Right, right, right. He calls me right back, and he says, yeah. And he goes, my voicemail number is, my, my cell phone is one digit removed from the Department of Labor office up here. So by eight in the morning, it's full. I'm like, okay, so now I get it. So now we're going to, so we're going to have, uh, so I start explaining what I have. He says, all right, meet me at, and we pick a local diner to meet at, which at our age, neither one of us should be in a diner, you know, but, but you know, so we're, we're, we're going to the diner D and he comes in. So I bring my pro forma, no, sim- similar to what your wife would bring you. I bring my numbers on my transaction. It was property. So I have income and expense. Mm-hmm. and Dan flips open a laptop, and the screen is back, is facing back to me. He says, all right, give me your income and expense numbers, and he starts tapping away. And he then turns the screen around, and there's this great big word art go on the screen. And I'm looking at it going, all right, what does that mean? And this is a fairly large transaction. He goes, it means you are a go to commercial bank application based on the numbers you gave me. And I said, I don't understand. What do you have in there that tells you that? And he goes, I have um, my own software 
that I've used ever since my, my days in commercial banking. I use my own software, and I've used it to vet over a billion dollars of commercial real estate and credit line transactions. And what it does is it compares your numbers to common commercial bank guidelines, and it tells me before we ever apply for a bank loan whether or not you're likely a stop or a go mm-hmm. to approval. Mm-hmm. Really? Now, it's changing for me because as the entrepreneur inside of me is saying, whoa, what does he have in there? I'm feeling the angst to get removed from my body. I mean, right, 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 right. So he has his software, and now you're the entrepreneur. You're the, you're the visionary. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So now you're, yeah, your wife's listening. I know what she's going through. Every single one of us since this last recession who says we're going to go for any kind of bank capital. And let's face it, banks are still the best and fairest place for rate and terms in this country to get money for your business. Right. Any one of us going into that process today, the best feeling we have is, is a little bit of trepidation. All the way to the worst feeling we have, which is absolute dread of the process. Correct. There's just nobody out there who says, yeah, I'm, I'm really psyched to go for a bank loan today. Who's worse, the banker or the dentist? Where would you like to go? Right. So, I mean, you, you sit there and you say, all right, so what does he have there? And, and, he, and so he said, I said, what do you mean it's your software? He goes, yeah, it's my software. I wrote it. I use it for my clients. I've placed billions of dollars. My clients are, are you know, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take your, your information. I'm going to print my one sheet of paper, which is the output from my software, distribute it to the handful of lenders that I know who are, are, will do this. And in a couple of days, you'll have a letter of intent and you'll have your transaction funded. I'm looking at him, and that's exactly what happened. But at that time, I don't know it. So I'm looking right. at him going, well, but what, I, I don't understand. What do you have in, in I, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, John. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got all this information, but what, 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 what's, what's over there, though? What's over there that you're so confident in? That's what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, I want this on my computer. I want to sit there and, and, and know before I apply if I'm a stop or a go. And if I'm a stop, it gives me corrective action. If I'm a go, it tells me to connect with confidence to the institution. I mean, think of the empowerment. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting here thinking, hey, they're going to, I'm good. I can walk into the bank and say, I'm, I'm here with my transaction. Would you like to continue the conversation with me? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happening now across the country with our software from commercial real estate all the way to business owners. Same thing that happened with me. So I said to Dan, well, do you realize the angst that you've relieved from me sitting here today? Because, yeah, it happens all the time. People hug me. <laughs> right, right. And right. Dan is one of the most heartfelt entrepreneurs you'll ever meet. I mean, this is just a guy who wants to have everybody with a business who's borrowing to have financial dignity in the process. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're sitting there, and I said to him, so have you ever thought about you know, all the people out there like me or across the country, I know there's millions of them who would love to have the angst relieved in the commercial bank process. And maybe we should, have you ever considered putting this out there in the cloud? He says, yeah, I have, but I've just been so busy in my consultancy, I haven't done it. And, you know, digital marketing's not my gig. And I said, well, it just so happens to be mine. Well, how about we consider doing this together? And it was great. Dan was like, yeah, I'd be happy to. And from there, it started the journey of where we took the software from out of Dan's computer to where now it's at commercialloansuccess.com in the cloud right. where you can use it as mm-hmm. somebody who's looking to do anything from take bank capital for any reason, be it a business loan, an SBA loan, or for a commercial real estate loan. 
and you can know that you qualify before you ever apply. Now, when you started breaking this information back to him, because like I said, he didn't realize that's how life works. You have a you have a visionary and you have a person who creates application. So he created right. application and production and content, as we say. And then you had this vision to say, we can take it to the next level. What was his take on it when you start pitching that? Um, he loved it. I mean, Dan is a, is one of the most eloquent speakers you'll ever meet, too. Right. And I mean, well, he, I saw the video. You go to, go to the site. You said a great video of you two talking. Everybody should look. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to post that on my uh, on my social media. I really enjoyed it. That's fun. And, you know, so it's the classic odd couple sitting there because you have the banker and Dan and you have the entrepreneur and me. Right. And I'm always defending our, our entrepreneurial side of the table going, hey, look, what is it that all of us really want out of our lender? Mm-hmm. How about a level of predictability? I mean, mm-hmm. up till this point, the, I mean, let's face it, even you would think of it, the commercial bank process is kind of a mystery. Right. What is it when you give them their numbers? What is it that they're doing to determine whether or not you're going to be able to get the loan that you're requesting to increase your business? Awesome. Hey, John, thank you for coming on my show. Commercial Loan Success, John Matheson. My wife will be using your product. Thank you. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Yeah, we sort of stopped paying attention and racked up a lot of debt. Yeah, it was stressful. He blamed me for my credit card debt, and I blamed him for building that man cave. It's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, we stopped blaming each other, did our homework, and read that a smart way to consolidate debt is to get a fixed-rate loan. But getting a loan was brutal. And a time drain. So I was in my man cave researching personal loans, and I found Best Egg. They have an A-plus rating with a BBB, and Best Egg handles everything online, start to finish. And consolidate. Consumer Affairs gave Best Egg five stars for their easy online loan app. And we could be approved and funded in as little as one business day. I applied online with no impact to my credit score. She always takes credit for my wins. <laughs> but long story short, she got an awesome loan, yep. paid off our cards and some bills while lowering our monthly payment. The Best Egg loan was like a total fresh start. Yeah. Visit bestegg.com blue bestegg.com slash blue. Subject to credit approval. Actual rates, fees, and approval times will vary. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. My next guest, and he's on the phone, is the executive director of the Wade Smith Foundation. The foundation supports community youth programs in the greater Houston and Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex areas and focuses on literacy and education. He is the author of two children's books, Smitty Hits the Playbook and Smitty Tackles Bullying. 
He is also an ambassador for the Houston, Texas. I'm sure he wasn't happy yesterday in Houston. He is in the nighttime uh, sports talk radio host, which I do listen to this show when I come back to Houston on a regular basis, on Sports Radio 610, the Smitty and Trap Show, as well as a public speaker. He's on the show today to talk about his foundation, his two children's books, Smitty Hits the Playbook, and Smitty Tackles Bullying. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Wade Smith. How are y'all doing today? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, Wade. You know, I, 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 you, you in Houston right now? I am in Houston right Houston, now. Yes, okay. I am. You're an ambassador to the Houston, Texas. Nine in a row. Nine in a row now. Come yeah, on, yeah. You can't win them all now. Oh, that's what gonna, that's what we're gonna say. That's what we're gonna <laughs> say, huh? That's what the Atlanta Falcons said to the New England Patriots, huh? You can't win them all. You can't win them all. Well, listen, <laughs> that one, that one, y'all definitely should have won. I'm still disappointed in the, about that one. Good. Come on now. Well, I'm not, I'm, I want to. I want to slow you down with sports, man, because uh, you know you get that enough. You do, that's what you do. For, you've done for a living in the NFL. Uh, you've uh, you have a, a, a wonderful show. I have a home in Houston. I do listen to your show, and I have a home in Atlanta. So when I go back to Houston, I always listen to your show because you have. A, you know, sometimes you listen to guys. They don't have the right insight. You have the right insight, and then the, the and I think the accountability outside of your sports world. It, it allows you to deliver a, unique, a very unique message. So, so when you when you when you start talking about your brand, what is the Wade Smith brand? The Wade Smith brand. Well, I would just say this: um, there's a lot of outside forces that people um, use for branding and things of that nature. But I just I approach things from the, the standpoint that I really want to help children become better readers. I want them to understand how important literacy and education is, and understand that. Um, whatever socioeconomic situation that they may be in, mm-hmm. um, their education can can lift them out of that situation and get them to where they can compete with anybody around the world. And so people understand that I genuinely i am hands-on with all the things that I'm involved in, all the, the programs that I'm a part of. And so I think people see that genuine nature in me that I really do care myself. And, I'm, you know, there's some people that are parts of, uh, charities and, and foundations and, and philanthropy, philanthropic uh, aspects, and it's more of a, a name thing. Like right. I put my name on things, and or, or maybe it's a money thing. And all of those things have a place because a name can bring attention to a, a, very, a very worthy cause, mm-hmm. and uh, money can can help can definitely help um, fund many worthy causes. But I think my thing is that. I genuinely want to be hands-on and on the front lines with, with making things happen and understand, having children to understand that they can be successful in life. And so I, I would consider that, you know, a, a brand in itself. So what age group are you targeting? Um, it's, it's, it's only, well, see, I have two different programs. One of the programs, I'm reading with the pros, that's elementary age right. reading. It's reading right. at grade level by third grade. So that's those, what that's Smitty hits the playbook and Smitty tackles bullying as fuck. Am I right? Yeah, both of the children's books are, are specifically for that age group, um, basically from kindergarten to fifth grade, all elementary school students. And then I also have a, a scholarship program um, that's for outgoing seniors here in Houston and Dallas. And so it, it hits, you know, the foundation, and then also it helps kids get over the hump to to not allow, like I said, their socioeconomic situation to preclude them from going to to college and getting a secondary education. And so, um, that's really where we are with it. So, with that being said, 
you know, uh, a lot of people, when they start foundations, they, you know, they either get this relative or the best friend. How did you set up your foundation? Because a lot of people inquire about the show. What are the rules of setting up a foundation? Who should be involved in helping set up the foundation? What, 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 you know, you're an athlete. A lot of people, I'm sure, approach you. Your agent may have recommended. How did you set up your foundation? Well, I, I would say this. My foundation, I learned a lot through trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did start off my foundation when there was one specific person that, that approached me about wanting to help me start my foundation, and, and she did a really good job of helping set up, um, you know, setting up getting a 501c3 and setting up a website and um, start my initial fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, but through trial and error and through time, you know, I, I gradually um, set up my board of directors and grew that number. It started off with just three, and then it went to five, and now it's seven board members. And mm-hmm. we've had board members go in and out over the years, but for the most part, we've had a solid set of about five board members that have been there since the beginning. And it's it's one of those things that as you go, you learn that you want to have your board be as, as um, diverse as possible. You want mm-hmm. them to be able to hit varying aspects in um, the professional realm, just in all different aspects of when you need people that like, you know, I have a, a lawyer or two, I have two lawyers on my board. And so they help you with a lot of the legal aspects, trademarking, copyright, all of those type of things. Um, but you want to have a diverse board when it comes to their profession and as well as what their background is as well. Um, you want to have a board that is not just a, an, an agreeable board. You want them to understand your vision, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you want them to be able to challenge you um, with some of the decisions that you are making so that you're making sure that you don't have a, a bunch of yes people around absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because it's important so that you... So. That's why I wanted to bring that up, Wade, because, uh, you know, I have another break. I want to really break down and talk about the books, but I want to just talk about your journey a little bit. And when you start talking about a foundation, people just pop up into a foundation. You have to have record-keeping. And also, when you talk, talk about your board, every board member has to bring something to the table. You know, if you're at a very low level, they should be a graphic designer. If they, they should be a salesman. They should be able to get you, get you some relationships. They should be a relationship person. And all, everybody on that board shouldn't just be, I just like you. I'm here. They have to bring something substantial to the organization or the, or the cause that you're trying to grow and to bring, your, uh, bring uh, financial recognition to and assistance to and also brand recognition and that's really the key and that's what you was referencing that these board members have to bring something to the table other than i like you as an athlete or i like you as a person no question you know a lot of people the thing you run into is when you have um athletes or people that are trying to start a foundation a lot of times the people that they want to do the foundations with them are people that they trust. And so mm-hmm. that's why a lot of times you'll see um, family members that are part of the boards or, or part of, you know, starting the organization. But there's, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as, like you mentioned, they bring something to the table. Like my, my mom uh, is the treasurer and secretary for the board. Well, she's been in banking. It's, I'm 37 <laughs> years old. She's yeah. been in banking my entire life. You know, right, whether right. it's been starting mm-hmm. off as a bank teller to mm-hmm. now she's an auditor of, mm-hmm. of you know multi million dollar company. So when you have 
you have family members, somebody that a combination of somebody that you can trust that can tell you about yourself, and then also that is is uh, it is confident in what they're doing. That's kind of the right formula to be a success, I think. I know, Wade. You know, you you, you know you you you're an entrepreneur. You're a creative content producing guy. You know, this is just the early stages. I'm a writer. I've been writing since '92 yeah. and sitcom and writing films. So I know about content producing. I know about talented people. And I know that you're forced. You know, the artwork is really good. The storytelling was really good. I felt it very relatable. I'm just letting you know that what you're talking about, just move it up. Just move it. You move that right up to high school because that's right, that's right there. Think they, you, you really think you can get a big head. Get a big head in high school and think that, <laughs> think that you can just stop studying and you're going to go to college and then you and then you go to college and you just flunk out. And so, because you don't know the basic techniques. So I just felt that the book that you wrote at that age group was very transferable to middle school, was very transferable to high school, and not, you know, hey, you, you've been successful without me. I'm just telling you from a brand guy, from a guy who does marketing, I like to call myself a marketing expert because just look at my resume. You got it going on, my friend, and just know that, just make them older because it's relatable. And when you make it relatable, then more people be be engaged because your brand know this. Those kids they're growing older, and you gotta you gotta go with them two ways. You gotta go with them. You just can't you just can't have them in elementary. You got to go find them again in middle school because they gonna, they would have forgot some of them good those good lessons you taught them. And you gotta go find them again in high school. Okay. <laughs> No question about it. No question about it. I will be doing so. And I, and I really want to appreciate you know uh, you coming on my show because of the fact that how can we if we want to make a donation or do you have any galas coming up? Anything on the calendar that I can support you in? Uh, well, first of all, you can always go to uh, WadeSmithFoundation dot org. Yes, sir. Um, if you want to donate on there, um, there's a, a tab on there that you can just do a donation, a general donation. We also have our both of the books are available. Uh, for sale at WaysmanFoundation.org. Yes, mm-hmm. The book's also available at, at Amazon and, and different outlets like that, but all of the money from the sales of the book go to the foundation, and so when we sell them directly from um, our foundation website, we get a, a much larger percentage of the funds, and you know that your funds are directly going to helping kids read at grade level here in the Houston area as well as um, Dallas, and then we also do our reading with the pros event all over the country. When we go to various Super Bowls, you know, we went to San Francisco, we went well, to Arizona. What? I will see you in Atlanta, my brother. To, I'll see you in Atlanta. Yeah, and uh, we'll be here in Atlanta, no question. All righty, bye bye. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Yeah, we sort of stopped paying attention and racked up a lot of debt. Yeah, it was stressful. He blamed me for my credit card debt, and I blamed him for building that man cave. It's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, we stopped blaming each other, did our homework, and read that a smart way to consolidate debt is to get a fixed-rate loan. But getting a loan was brutal. And a time drain. So I was in my man cave researching personal loans, and I found Best Egg. They have an A-plus rating with a BBB, and Best Egg handles everything online, start to finish. And consolidate. Consumer Affairs gave Best Egg five stars for their easy online loan app. And we could be approved and funded in as little as one business day. I applied online with no impact to my credit score. She always takes credit for my wins. <laughs> but long story short, she got an awesome loan, yeah. paid off our cards and some bills while lowering our monthly payment. The Best Egg loan was like a total fresh start. Yeah. Visit bestegg.com blue. 
bestegg.com slash blue. Subject to credit approval. Actual rates, fees, and approval times will vary. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> it's usually. Oh, I love that beat. Dun, 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 dun. That's my uh, Jeopardy. I want to get it as famous as Jeopardy so people just walk around and go, what is Rashawn Money-Making Conversation? I know that. I know that beat. My next two guests, they're on the phone. They just call in. I love it. I love it when people call in on time, you know. They don't have to talk, but I love to talk anyway, so I'm good. One is the director of operations, which means they, he, that person runs things, and the lead creator for the Naturalistic Moji team, and the other person the CEO of the Naturalistic Moji team. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Alex Okafor and Renee Lindsay. Hi, thank you for having us. Hello, thank you. Happy to be on. Alex, you just blasted right in front of you, man. Is that is that, that is how it all, that's how it is all the time, man? You know, you just Hey, it's ladies first. Always. Oh, you gonna do it like that, huh? Because <laughs> man, she she ain't care about you, brother. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I thought she's on that phone by herself there for a minute. <laughs> but it's beautiful because y'all working to do to change lives here. So first of all, before I get started, we got two great breaks to talk about so take your time. How did you two get together? Alex, you can speak on that. Okay, sure. Uh, Oh, she's so nice. She's so she's so nice. (laughs) Okay, Alex, (laughs) speak on Alex. Speak Uh, on that, please. Speak on that, please. Sure. So we uh, we met. um, uh, I want to say this is like we're looking at like maybe ten years ago um, in in Oakland, California, um, at an outing in the evening. And uh, we remain very very good friends, Mm -hmm. and uh, got Mm -hmm. friendlier over the years. Mm -hmm. And so now Mm -hmm. happy to. Count her as uh, the lucky, or to be the lucky man in her life. Okay. And uh, she's obviously a wonderful woman to have in my life. So, yes, we're looking. Okay. We've been in a relationship for a long time now, and uh, just been a blessing for sure. Okay, cool. Now, uh, Renee, can you yes, tell sir. me how y'all actually met? You know, give me, give me a little more energy. <laughs> that that a half story he told me. I feel like I was watching Black Panther. We met, we met in Oakland. That's that's a true story. We met in Oakland at at a um, poetry night, and there we you were go. Love, see Love Jones, Love Jones. Come on now, Love Jones. It was kind of like Love Jones. Yeah, we just engaged in, in some really interesting conversation, and so we decided to keep in touch, and the rest is history. Okay, okay. Keep in touch. How did you guys stay in touch? How how's that work? How did how did that work? Because he was playing basketball, correct, at the time, was he not? He, he was, he was. And you know, what's interesting is he ended up playing in Europe at a time that I was moving to Europe. And oh, so we see, both lived see, in Europe see, for see, see, yeah a few see. years. So it worked out. Okay. Now where about in Europe did you move to and where about in Europe were you playing Alex? I'm, I moved to London mm. and then yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I was in I was in Germany at the time initially, mm-hmm. but uh, I moved I moved throughout Europe. I was in Germany, I was in France, uh, uh, Luxembourg, back to France. So I moved a, l- a little bit. Um, well, France, you know, you were just a train ride away. You know, for, you could just take a exactly. boat, right? You could swim. Exactly. You could swim to your yeah. love from France. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of nice. We would like meet on the weekends in Paris. You know, it was kind of. <laughs> Movie <laughs> Paris is one of my favorite cities, by the way. I love Mr. Paris now. Don't 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 you talk to me about the boy in Paris. I've been to Paris a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> got me photos. I got photos in Paris. So Hey, I'll show you got some stories too though. Huh? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I always tell people this, you know, you you live a good life. You know, I live the I live a good life. I don't say lived a good life. And uh if and when I look back my life, I would have moved to Paris. It's, it's such a mm-hmm. really cool cultural environment. Uh, that um, you know, just the, the language, the food, the, 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 the city, and the fact when you're in France, you can go everywhere. You can go everywhere. You can experience everything. So, so that's a, a reason I wanted to talk about that because of the fact that 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 worldliness that you guys have to be able to have seen the world, you from a standpoint of playing in different countries and physically and from an athletic standpoint and from a and I have to say an entrepreneur standpoint, and then you moving to London, getting to experience that lifestyle. Then you brought it back to the United States. Talk to about that. Sure, sure, sure. So um, in the summers, um, regardless of whether or not I was playing in, um, you know, Europe or Asia or wherever, um, you know, my, my home base is uh, Bay Area, California. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate to have that be um, Renee's home base as well, where mm-hmm. most of, a lot of her family is. Um, and so we would we'd be able to uh, kind of sustain that relationship in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, um, I always wanted to get my stuff, my hands involved in something, see what right. I could learn about what I could work to create mm-hmm. in the off season. You know, I didn't want to reduce myself to just being an athlete. Um, I was privileged to, to have a, a good education, have a lot of friends who are doing a lot of exciting, um, exciting things. And they kind of inspired me to want to create and build and think about the next chapter of my life personally. Um, and I'll allow Renee to speak for herself concerning her professional uh, track. Come on, on, Renee. Big talker. Come on, big talker. Come on. on. (laughs) Well, actually, I I interpreted the question a little bit differently. um, And I was thinking in terms of, Mm -hmm. I was thinking in terms of of naturally Simoji um, and and the way that my experience in different spaces influenced my thought processes on the reason that it was created. Um, And it's just kind of like looking around and observing the interaction that black people have all over the world and how it's not really Mm -hmm. unique to America, right, that we are other and that we're not really represented. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that that kind of stuck with me throughout, that no matter where I go, it always seems as though black women are, you know, viewed as other, like not highlighted as the beautiful ones. And so that's kind of like what triggered our thought process on the project. Okay, cool. So now you guys are team members on this project. It's the naturalistic Moji. Talk to us about Naturalista that. Naturalista Moji. Naturalista. Naturalista. Naturalista no, no Moji. Okay, cool. Help me out now, you know. Uh, <laughs> project and how did this start? Okay, yeah, I can take that one. Um, so kind of like what I was getting on earlier, it started from, from conversations amongst friends about the lack of representation that we see about of, of black people, black women in particular, in the media and um images about beauty and things like that, and also from observations that were made during playdates with our nieces around the engagement that they had with dolls and, and the way that it influenced the way that they see themselves. Um, and then co- conversations with, with some of my 
older nieces about some of the challenges that they feel as black girls growing up in spaces that are primarily occupied by non-black people, you know, living right. in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the messaging that accompanies that, right? And so we both had, an, had a desire. We both are really close to our nieces and so had a, had a strong desire to, to um, influence positively the way that they see themselves mm-hmm. um, and the way that they interact with the world. And so... Um, yeah, just, just like I was saying, reflections about the harsh realities that black women and girls are often excluded in conversations right. around beauty mm-hmm. and worth and um, desirability. So we really wanted to do something that was made with black women as the focus. Um, and then particularly with the Naturalista Emoji Project being in a, in a digital space, is um, to carve a digital space for black women to be celebrated that was free from intrusion. So that was truly ours. So if you look at our emojis, you know, it's, it's us. Like, it's, it's for us. It's by us, with us in mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, one of my producers, she, you know, she sent it to me. She said, you got that morning show. Look at this. This is so cool. This is so cool. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, what age group are you looking at? What age group are you trying to uh, brand this uh, these emojis to? Oh, sure. I'll take that. Uh, the unique thing about it is there's a little bit of something for everyone. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, yes, for sure, for sure. Um, the, the idea was to make it playful enough that, you know, young kids, and, you know, this is obviously up to parents at what time they expose their, their children to, to screens mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. of that nature, mm-hmm. but young kids could have an appeal. And what we did, which we thought would be very important, um, and as much as, you know, um, some of the, the, the lead ladies on the creative side had influence, we were sure to check in with our nieces, and in my case, my, my daughter, to make sure it, it passed the cool the cool factor, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that it had an appeal um, that was that was fairly broad. And we wanted, you know, little black girls to be able to see themselves in these characters. And obviously, you know, millennial, um, the millennial age group is an age group that obviously we have a close connection to, um, seeing as though we're part of it. So I, th- I think we wanted to make sure it was broad reaching and that the, the emoji spoke to them. So we, we were um, intentional about making sure that, um, the unique value proposition was the 3D characters that really popped and showed our melanin, rich skin complexions and our Afro textured right, hair. Right, you know, right, c- kind of to, right. to, to work to affirm us. Right. You know, my daughter, she's 21, and um, okay. and so and she's into gamification, into artwork. You know, and so <sighs> I'm a, and so I'm a, I'm gonna make sure she. Uh, so you talked about content. You talked about a team. I know you two are the two visionaries. Let's talk about that. Let's transition a little bit to the to the content team. How does that work? Sure, sure, sure. So um, initially when I was, uh, when we first started to kind of conceive of the project, yes, sir. we knew that we needed some support um, from like a developer. Yes, sir. Uh, we had a lot of creative uh, people on our team that, that had ideas and that can kind of chart that course on the right. creative side, but we knew that we needed support from a developer. And so what we did is we tapped uh, um, a former alumni at my school at Princeton uh, by the name of uh, Moyo Okome. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a brother who's been in the app and the app world for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's had great success. And so we tapped him. He, he's become much of a, a mentor of sorts uh, for me over the years. And he has a, a group called the app magic crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, his company was shout out app magic. Yes. Yes. Shout out app magic. His company was who we worked with to put the project together. And then from the creative side, it was the mostly primarily the ladies taking the lead for curating the look and the design. And internally we have a designer, Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that made it much easier. From there, it was just mostly c- conceptualizing and uh, we call it like U- UI and UX, so um, the, the design and making sure that it's just a sleek, 
um, project that's kind of a uh, product that's easy to use and iterating. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. We, we were able to, 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 to chart a course for launch. You're speaking the truth to say, hey, this is the this is an underserved, undervalued core group that should be recognized. We've lived we've lived all over this world, and, and African American women or black women are unappreciated. And time to stop. Right. That's, that's right. That's right. Stop. We got emojis. That's and we doing it. That's right. Time. And so you got a gala. What's what's the day that gala? February fifth. That's the gala date. Uh, February second. February second. We we would love to have you. We know I'm gonna try to put that on my man. calendar. I'll be committing to a lot of stuff. My staff go, Rashad. How you gonna go to all these different places? But guess what? <laughs> I go to places I love. I love. <laughs> hey, hey, my man, Alex, Renee. Thank you for coming on the show. You got my support, long term and definitely short term. Okay. We'll be right back with more from Rashad McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Yeah, we sort of stopped paying attention and racked up a lot of debt. Yeah, it was stressful. He blamed me for my credit card debt, and I blamed him for building that man cave. It's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, we stopped blaming each other, did our homework, and read that a smart way to consolidate debt is to get a fixed-rate loan. But getting a loan was brutal. And a time drain. So I was in my man cave researching personal loans, and I found Best Egg. They have an A-plus rating with the BBB, and Best Egg handles everything online, start to finish. And Consumer Affairs gave Best Egg five stars for their easy online loan app. And we could be approved and funded in as little as one business day. I applied online with no impact to my credit score. She always takes credit for my wins. <laughs> but long story short, she got an awesome loan, yep. paid off our cards and some bills while lowering our monthly payment. The Best Egg loan was like a total fresh start. Yeah. Visit bestegg.com blue bestegg.com slash blue. Subject to credit approval. Actual rates, fees, and approval times will vary. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lala Anthony. We met, you know, used to always say, Rashawn, uh, can you give me, can we talk, can we talk? I I always talk to you about everything, (laughs) everything. And looking at you and Steve Harvey, you know, that motivated me too because I would see all the amazing things you guys were doing and not just being on the radio. Mm -hmm. I felt like at that time and even now, you Mm -hmm. know, people want to put people in boxes. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, 
buyraycon.com slash iHeart.